0: Mm-hmm. You welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I'm pretty excited to bring this episode to you because the question was raised inside of my mentoring group and I thought it brought up some really interesting answers for me and I thought that I would bring this to you because I think it will be really helpful to you to be able to maybe navigate your way through this issue if you're having it right now. So the question that was brought to me was, how much educating of your clients or how long did it take before you were able to charge what you charge? This person went on to say, I know you switched from an already high-end wedding focus, but can you just start out of the gate with a price point like yours? I find my business mindset Seems to be money focused and trying not to charge too much. But I really want to change my mindset to market a high end experience and find those who will pay. But I also want to be realistic in knowing the work that it takes to be a high priced or a high service business. Now, this was such an interesting question for me to answer, and it's one that's really sat with me a lot since I first did answer it on the call. I've been sort of mulling over it. And as I've been building new education platform, I really wanted to get to the core of it. And I really wanted to share with you what I know to be true. And so to do this, if you haven't heard my story already, you need to understand I grew up in a photography household. So I grew up stamping photographs, putting albums together. We had a studio underneath my house. My dad was quite a successful wedding photographer business. That's how I got my start in the industry. And I went on to purchase the business from my parents a couple of years after I'd started. So in my fifth year of working in photography, I bought the business off the family and I took it out and I made it my own. So a little bit of context there, just so you know exactly where I've come from. But I was out walking with my dad the other morning. And it's really interesting because my dad is not on social media. He does not understand Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, right? He hasn't had to market himself in photography for 20 years since he sort of semi-retired and he really doesn't get what I do. (laughs) He doesn't understand it. No matter how many times I sort of say to him, he just hasn't got it. But I was talking at length. He was asking me about business. He's trying to relate to what I do. And so I was trying to sort of give him a bit of the lowdown. I said to him, I said, Dad, you know, I teach all the systems that I've used to build the business that I have now in fact i use a lot of the systems that my dad taught me so you know things that like our our filing systems a lot of the sales practices that i do and that i that i've adopted are definitely you know coming from my dad i was telling him that i show people behind the scenes of shoots and what it looks like to be on a shoot with me and i Talk them through gear, and I do all of those sorts of things, and show them how I pose and light, and all of that kind of thing. Told him that I, you know, teach people about the skills that I've learned from marketing online stuff that he definitely doesn't get. you know what I said to? I was like, I, I teach him how to create funnels. You know, my this is all going over my dad's head, but anyway, it was quite fun. But. What I really, you know, got to the core of it with him is, you know, and and this took a lot for me to sort of understand this because I don't think it was anything that I'd ever shared with him before. But I said that I teach people to see how much their photography is worth and I help them to see that there's a lot of value and to know what they can charge and that people don't necessarily have that. And he kind of looked at me and he was a bit sort of, he just didn't really get it because I think maybe it was being a man, maybe it was growing up in a different time. Photography sort of had a lot, I don't know, maybe more weight. I don't know, maybe it was more of an art or it wasn't as accessible when my dad was shooting back in the days of film. But he didn't really get what I was saying when I was talking about value. And I had to really sort of drop it on him. I, you know, I, I said to him, I said, look, dad, when I bought the business from you, I actually, I went about discounting all of the prices so my dad was selling me at one set of prices and then I spent the next couple of years dropping the prices and then having to work my way back at and he kind of looked at me and look I'm going to be honest with you I had a bit of shame sharing this with him but it also felt really good to finally be honest about where I'd been all of those years ago and I said to him I said look I work mostly with females who don't really understand how much their photography is worth And they're undercharging, I said, just like I used to. And I know that he was fully shocked because back in the day, I was shooting a lot more than what he was shooting. And it looked a lot more successful on the outside in those first early years when I'd bought the business. But it was definitely because I was undervaluing myself. And he gave me a little bit of a hug and it was really lovely. It was a nice moment for us. And he said, I had no idea you were doing that. And I said, well, I didn't have any idea I was doing it either. I just did it because that's how much I thought I was worth, do you know? And I'd said to him, so that now it's my mission to make sure that other photographers avoid what I did and that they don't go through the same crap that I went through. So my answers to my dear student inside of the call were really honest. I shared how I really had struggled at the start of my portrait business to be able to get the sales so you know fast forward a couple of years i'm now you know struggling to get a six hundred dollar portrait order when i can get a six thousand dollar wedding because i've worked my way up to that pricing you know five years after i would bought the business from my parents however my pricing was absolutely fixed right in my portrait days i just struggled with the selling of the new genre i i fixed my pricing at quite a decent pricing range i'd pretty much based my pricing around the Sue Bryce kind of model, but I was struggling to sell it because I just still, again, gone back to that. I'd reversed again and I couldn't see the value in what I was selling. Even though I myself had had a photo shoot with Sue Bryce, I'd paid $3,000 for a box of photos that I still to this day treasure. I was still 10 years on in my career struggling with charging because I didn't think my work was up to muster because I'd started something new. Can you relate? Now, it wasn't really until a point when I started to understand how much my clients were really valuing the experience because we had like bubbles, we had playing dress ups, we had makeup, you know, it was such a beautiful experience. And they had told me they would have paid three or four times more for the experience. It wasn't until that started to really kick in and that started to resonate that I actually started to shut up (laughs) and get out of my own way when it came to the selling. I also started implementing sales systems, the kind that I teach now, so that my website, the PDF guides I was handing out, all of my language in my emails, everything that I created was doing the selling long before I even opened my mouth. And over time, I learned how to improve the systems so that I could raise my averages. And that's what's really important not single sales. It's really working those averages. And then I learned how to stop making it all about me (laughs) because we tend to do that. And I figured out how to make the experience better for my client. So that was the first step to creating high-end experiences to be able to attract those high-end clients. was really sort of like learning the sales processes. But then I turned my attention to improving how I was perceived okay so this is how my marketing looked and how I was perceived in the marketplace by learning how to improve things like my messaging I learned how to improve my overall positioning in the market so I decided to harness that and control where I was positioned within the market I learned how to grow my audience which is so vital if you are going to run a business you've got to make sure that you've got an audience to be able to sell your wares to But more importantly, you've got to make sure that that audience is filled with the right type of clients, right? So that's really important. But most of all, I would say from a marketing perspective was I learned how to pull people towards me or how to attract an audience towards me rather than trying to push myself and push my products onto my clients. Do you get that distinction, that pull rather than the push? Now, again, this is all the good stuff that I teach to my students in order to be able to grow an audience with people who not only are great quality, but are ready to buy when you release an offer to work with you. Now, it doesn't mean they're always going to be ready to buy, but it means that you've got people who are primed, right, primed and ready to work with you. And then what I'm going to say after that is that I really switched up the dials on the way the clients experienced working with me. So we started with a pretty good experience to begin with, but then what I did was as, as I, especially as I was moving into personal branding and, you know, bringing that tribe along with me, the business tribe, I started really listening to their needs and creating experiences for them that made them feel supported, that made them feel inspired, but also made them feel safe and made them feel like they could, you know, really relax and enjoy the experience. Now, A big thing I'm going to say about creating high-end packages for clients is really that you are crafting their journey, okay? You are crafting their journey with them and making sure that all of the touch points along the way make their experience better. And I'm going to say here too, because I am a big person about having like person-to-person touch, but if you can automate parts of it, so like certain videos or emails could go out or PDFs can get delivered, at poignant times in their journey of working with you, this is a major factor in them having a top-notch experience. Let alone the time that it saves you and having to think about it. But because we're all busy to try and keep, you know, your hands in all of the pies to make sure that you're getting hitting all of those touch points, things can slip through the cracks. So sometimes just having things automated really helps to just deliver that extra, extra special experience for your clients. I will say this over and again. Selling high end experiences is really about creating quality experiences that you can articulate and share the value with, that you've done all of the hard work. So, all it's all about is you sharing your passion, sharing your excitement, and being able to tell other people exactly how they're going to benefit and what it means to them. This means you have to explore every single part of your offer. And you need to understand how much it means to your client, but also how much it means to you. So let's zoom back to that original question at the top of this episode. And I'm really going to say, I think that my answer is going to be pretty much the same as everyone else. How much educating of my clients did it take to get to this level where I can serve high level experiences to high quality clients? Well, I'm going to say, I think it took more educating of me. And how long has it taken for me to charge the prices that I'm charging now? Well, it's taken me my whole career to charge what I'm worth, but I'm pretty sure that if I'd had like a good mentor in my corner in those early days when I was out on my own, I pretty much could have been charging like this from my fourth or fifth year, right? I think in fact, relatively speaking, I already was inadvertently. I mean, my dad, he was selling my weddings when he owned the business. In my third and fourth year of my career, he was selling my weddings and he had no problem selling weddings at what would have been pretty much relatively similar values for my services back then as I do today. It took this fool here, (laughs) I say that with love and compassion for my former self. It took me to undo it all and spend years building myself back to it. Went out on my own with weddings it took me five years to get back up. When I went out of my poetry business, it took me years to get back up. Luckily, when I went into personal branding, I was already at a level that I didn't need to work back from. So for the last seven or eight years that I've been doing personal branding, it's been consistently at a decent level. But I do wish that I had me (laughs) in my corner in that period in my fifth to 10th year of business because I know that I would have accelerated at a much quicker rate to where I got to. I believe that sometimes all it takes is that second pair of eyes on your business to be able to see what you can't. And I do wish that I'd honestly shared where I was at with my dad because I'm pretty sure that he would have given me a kick up the butt and stopped me from discounting back in those early days of my business as well. But as I said, look, I'm compassionate to that former me. I was pretty young when I went out on my own. I was only 24. I was really busy And I was really lonely in business because I just didn't have people to bounce ideas off. There wasn't many forums. There wasn't the same sort of online communities that there are out there today. So if you're transitioning into personal branding or if you're in the process of reviewing your existing packages and pricing and you want to move into a higher bracket or a higher level of service for your clients, please learn from me. (laughs) Start as you mean to finish, okay? raise your prices, raise your service in turn, improve and raise the level of experience that you create. And of course, keep working so that the quality of the images that you take reflect the kind of service that you wanna deliver. And of course, taking the time to learn how to grow and change your mindset from not feeling in that stagnated place, you know, where you're trying to charge too much when you get stuck there, to be able to be getting into the mindset of providing a high value experience, that is really the key. Now, if you know that you need some help in this department and you'd love to have someone to bounce your ideas off, why not check out my new website? Woohoo! It's, it's now live. And we have details in there on ways that you can work with me, particularly one particular new way, that I'm super pumped about because I've been working on it for months. I've been upgrading all of my training to be able to include so much more step-by-step lessons. We've got lots more templates and samples so that you can really model from what's working right now for me and my business. Plus, I can provide a whole new level of support with direct access to me, plus all of the community access all in one easy to access app. I love this app because I know that I can help you to troubleshoot quickly and you can access the training wherever you are. It's really, really one of the most valuable things that we are providing now. So if you are interested in that, you can go to paulabrennaneducation.com forward slash join or else follow the show notes. And I have an incredibly great offer for those who want to join as early legacy members this week only, you can jump in and get a really great savings on your membership. So if you are interested in that, go to paulabrennaneducation.com forward slash join. I'm really excited to welcome you into my community. I am so grateful to you for hanging with me today. I hope this episode has really helped you. It's one thing that's very close to my heart is really helping people to shift paradigms and shift into new areas of their business and stop sort of feeling like they need to play in the small pool and jump into the big pool. So if this has helped you I am so eternally mm. grateful for any feedback that you can give me and yeah I hope to welcome you into my tribe I look forward to catching up with you again next week I'll still goodbye Okay, we can take my Lambo I'll put on a tight show You sure you can hand out? we be fast-